My name is Marin Green. I walk the path of sacred midwife, mother, and spiritual gangster. My role is a keeper of wisdom, of the ancient ways of being. I trust Source as my ultimate guide. There is nothing more radical than feeling and listening to your own soul. On this podcast, you'll hear about my real life as a mother to 10, a sacred birth worker, a priestess, and a creator of the new earth. I see my life purpose in my children, in leading the sovereign and radical birth community of indie birth, and in embodied learning and living. Join me in the remembering of who you really are. You are powerful. Welcome to the podcast. Not much update today. It is Jason's birthday and Cove's birthday is tomorrow. I cannot believe she's going to be five. Hmm. Maybe I'll link in the show notes to her amazing birth video if you somehow haven't seen it because it was truly blissful truly, truly blissful. And she is a really blissful, enjoyable, happy girl. So I'm not surprised. But yet time flies. And yeah, just really, really can't believe it's been five years. So uh, enjoy that birth video. If you haven't seen it, feel free to pass it around. Going to keep it short today because of the birthday reasons and it just being kind of in the middle of the day at home. I never know quite how much time I'll get, but I think it's a good thing in a sense because I want to talk about somatics today. I want to talk about the training that I've been in, and mostly I want to make some kind of association comparison with birth since that's why most of us are here. I also thought it would be fun to record this little reflection and have it for myself. The Somatic Experiencing International training is the one that I am doing. And so I'm going to reflect on the first tiny little piece of this adventure. But again, I thought it would be fun once this training is finished, which in a lot of ways, this is life training. This is a lifelong adventure. But the SE, as I will refer to it as the SE training is concerned, it is a three-year training. So I thought how fun that I would have something to reflect back on in about three years and see how far I'm sure I will have come. And if I still feel the same way, if I still feel like somatics is a perfect expression of birth work for me, that really feels like the truth. Honestly, I feel so humbled by the universe because I got into somatics about eight months ago. And I've shared this before. I've had different podcasts about the birth. I feel like that should go in quotes maybe for a while for me. Um, The birth that changed me. The birth that really propelled me on this path. And the reason I'm humbled is because it was so easy at times to be in that and really see it as a horrible experience. And now I can see why. I can see why I had to live that. And there are many reasons. But coming to this training, coming to this way of living and working is something 
I needed to be driven to in a sense. It wasn't something that was going to catch my attention without a real lived experience. So humbling because we always think we know better or sometimes we do. Sometimes we really just can be angry and not understand why things in life come our way, why life can be hard and challenging. And I surely don't always know. But in this case, it's only been eight months and I already have such a clear direction that has arisen out of the birth. (laughs) I'm not going to tell any of that story. I've told parts of it on other podcasts. But basically, um, and, and I'll get into this more, so it might not make sense right off the bat, but I realized just how traumatic, truly, that birth was for my body, for my body to live through such a really intense experience. And I had already enrolled in a somatics class, funny enough, when this birth happened. And funny enough, (laughs) I had bought it for my daughter. I had bought Luis's, um, I don't know what he calls it these days, feeling safe in my body or finding safety in my body or something like that. Uh, It's an excellent, excellent course. I would highly recommend it. Uh, Luis Mojica is the teacher. And I had bought it for my daughter. Ha ha. So she was enjoying it, I believe. And then this happened in my life. And I was broken in a lot of ways. I was really lost. And again, as I get into talking about SE and somatics, it was a body experience. You know, my brain could talk me out of it at times, just like our brains can talk us in or out of traumatic situations. But our brains come and go with all kinds of crazy stuff, some real, some imagined. And our body is what keeps the score, right? Isn't there a book called The Body Keeps the Score? I believe there is. Um, And that's exactly how I felt. So I was living this experience in my cells well after it was over. And of course, came to learn that that really is the definition of trauma in a sense. It's not the event. It's not what happened necessarily. It's how our bodies hold the charge because we are electric magnetic beings. We hold the experience, especially of something that really rocks us. And if we don't have the tools, if we don't have the space, whatever it is to discharge that charge, we hold trauma. I love that definition, though, because it isn't the event. And that can be provocative for some. I know even in our training, when that came up, that was really confronting for some people. And it might be for you to consider uh, that it wasn't, you know, what actually happened, even if what actually happened was horrible. It's really more how your body reacted to it. And the way that that can kind of be proven in a sense you know, is that two people, multiple people can have the same experience and their bodies can react totally different. So I'm super excited here, as you probably can tell. I wanted this to be concise-ish, but it might not be because I'm still just excited and, and kind of in 
a good kind of overwhelm, meaning I have lots of somatic information and experience and wisdom coming my way almost all of the time right now. It is a really deep and rich training experience. So I'm going to back up a little bit and slow myself down. It's one of my favorite parts of somatic work, actually, is the constant reminder to just slow. Slow yourself. Slow your speech. Slow your thoughts. And be in that space if you can. So I'm feeling better. I should have done that to start, but what a great time to do it. I wanted to start by reading the somatic experiencing definition because this comes from them. And I don't think I need to say I'm not an affiliate. I don't make anything off of uh, sharing anything that I do. I share it because I believe in it. And my experience affects the collective as many of ours do. So I'm sharing because this will eventually be a huge part of what I offer the Indie Birth community. That said, there are lots of ways to learn this information. So not saying or suggesting that um, SE, that the Somatic Experiencing International is the only way. It's certainly not. Okay, the definition of somatic experiencing in their own words. A body-oriented therapeutic model applied in multiple professions and professional settings. Psychotherapy, medicine, coaching, teaching, and physical therapy, and of course a million more, says me, for healing trauma and other stress disorders. It is based on a multidisciplinary intersection of physiology, psychology, ethology, biology, neuroscience, indigenous healing practices, and medical biophysics, and has been helping individuals find release and healing from trauma and stress for more than four decades. Okay, that's the definition. Back to me now. Peter Levine is the creator of Somatic Experiencing. He's written a bunch of books. I am working on a few He is still alive and well, and from what I can see, always learning, always working, always training, um, I have access to some case studies that he's recorded, and they are just really brilliant. Like in some life, I was maybe a psychologist or something like that, because I find psychology and the observation of people incredibly interesting, and he's a master. So this is Peter Levine's organization, and I'll link in the show notes to how you can learn more about somatic experiencing. Um, Maybe you want to do a training. So let me start at the beginning-ish. There are many levels to this training, so it's a three-year, as I mentioned, beginning, intermediate, and advanced. I just finished the first part of inter- or of beginner. So I am very beginner. And again, um, it'll take some time. So these are my reflections after the first training. And I believe they are all set up similarly. So they are online, at least the version that I have chosen is online, which 
that's a whole other thing, right? Like I'm grateful for it. And also it was really rough to be in front of a computer that much, but we were all sucking it up. You know, we were all making the best. And I think as time goes on, I will become more attuned to how my body can handle that better. So there was a little bit of irony there in a four-day online training where we're supposed to be paying attention to our bodies. Uh, My body really reached capacity, which is kind of the limit, by about the third day. And I had to find ways to make it doable, to make it more comfortable. So... Um, throughout the weekend, I was reflecting on how much what I was learning related to midwifery and how similar birth and somatics really is. Let's see, what's the best way to talk about this? The actual training is, of course, what this is focused on. So if you're going to learn about somatics or somatic experiencing for yourself, that's great. I am also learning it for myself. You could hire a somatic experiencing therapist. Uh, One day I will be one, but not yet. You could read the books, right? You could do all kinds of things. And I am sure that would provide so much growth. And that's exactly where I had come from the last bunch of months. I had just been working on it for my own body, feeling it in my own self, which is really our best teacher. Our best teacher is our own body. But this training is focused on the practitioner. So again, similar to creating a midwife, you know, creating someone in that role. What does this role of practitioner really mean? And I learned again that there is so much similarity. So there is experience needed and there is wisdom needed and that doesn't come overnight. So it was really humbling and really cool to find myself in the role of student and to feel that impatience, to feel that frustration at times, to feel that kind of like overwhelm and I'll never be good enough in some moments just because you're witnessing, you're learning from people that have been immersed in this field for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So again, so similar. We can go to midwifery school and we can learn the things, but the experience and wisdom is what really creates the flow of a practice midwife. So it again struck me that, you know, when I'm in a prenatal setting, when I'm kind of leading a prenatal, it's so natural for me. It's not something I think about anymore. It's really organic. It's part of my beingness. And this new learning is not in my cells yet. I'm still making those connections. I'm still learning a lot intellectually. And in my opinion, the learning intellectually has to happen. It's one of the steps before we can fully integrate what we know into our beingness. So again, it gave me compassion and understanding for midwifery students that sometimes don't get it. Uh, It's easy to misinterpret as well. When we were observing this training, there were many hours really of practice case studies. So 
the instructor who had many decades of experience would do a demo with somebody in the class. And it reminded me so much of a prenatal and the way we relate to women or learn to, but in this different way, of course, different skills. But she made it look so easy. So if you had just happened upon this training, which of course, that's not possible, but you know what I mean. If you had just been able to be a fly on the wall and witnessed one of these case studies, one of these demos, you may have felt like, what is even happening here? You know, is there technique? Is there skill? Is there a tool being accessed? What is the practitioner assessing? Because it really just can come off, and this is sort of the goal in a lot of ways, as just a natural conversation. The practitioner is just in connection with the one who's receiving the session and is just sort of there for it and just sort of following the energy and following the lead. So again, as a student learning, you're not at that point. You can't just follow the energy and lead right off the bat. You have to have some skills. You have to have some techniques to practice before it can be, again, this learned wisdom. So it really, again, reminded me of how similar those things are and how as midwives, uh, those of us that are experienced, you know, we really do have a method. We really do have a flow. It might not look like that to a student. It might look like casual conversation, but really there is a lot of wisdom and skill going on under the surface. So that is reminding me along the same lines that there really is a roadmap for midwifery um, and there is a roadmap for somatic training. And both of those roadmaps include lots of practice and lots of intellectual learning and understanding. And then, like I'm saying, then ideally, right, we get to the phase where it becomes part of us and we can use our intuition more and we can kind of watch the flow and be part of the flow. And as much as we can get that in as students, I think is great too. But the roadmap does include training and that provides the insight. We don't receive deep insight into a methodology without learning it. And once again, um, that is midwifery learning to me in a nutshell. So for schools or other ways of learning out there, it might differ from our school. And I think that's one of the main ways that it does. Um, a lot of you know places or people aren't really teaching the roadmap anymore. It's just kind of like, oh, well, birth is spiritual. So, you know, just hang out and connect and you'll be fine. The mother will know what to do. But actually, the roadmap is really helpful to the mother as well. So something like somatics, when I eventually will be working with pregnant women more in this way, it's going to be such a valuable tool because there is a roadmap to their own nervous system. So there is a way, there is a direction, right? There is a road, there is a journey to be taken. It is not just up in the air, um, even though it may look like that. Although, this brings me to another similarity, it is truly an art to witness these somatic experiencing professionals was really beautiful. And I don't know that all the students were struck in the same way. A lot of the students in my class are psychotherapists or psychologists or talk therapists. So their life probably doesn't look a whole lot like mine. But for me, as an artist, my whole life, virtually, that's what I saw. 
that's what I saw in this learning. That's what I saw in the demos. That's what I saw in the lectures. I saw an art trying to be conveyed. And again, I think art is art (laughs) for a reason, but behind the art, kind of behind the scenes, there is a structure. And that's what we're being taught. So it was really beautiful to see that and kind of have that be the goal of the highest vision for me in eventually being a somatic experiencing practitioner, you know, to know that I will, I will reach that point. I will attain that level of beingness and it will feel like an art, but right now it is more of an effort as I'm learning things. Another way that they're similar really is the practitioner and the person receiving have this beautiful flow and relationship. And one reason I really love this training is the perception of healing and the other. There is no one to be fixed. And that is the belief that was expressed to us that was actually embedded in some of the exercises that we practiced with one another. This trust in the person's body in front of you, that their nervous system, no matter how traumatized, no matter what they've been through, that they will find the way. And just like birth, support is great. Information's great. Feeling safe, all of these things can help that person feel like they're in a place to perhaps open up to themselves, to you. But it's not about you fixing them, and it's not about you healing them, and it's not about even really having any kind of goal with this work other than helping people remember what it feels like to be in their bodies. And birth is so similar. Uh, Anytime I'm with a pregnant woman or at a birth, and I've said this in other podcasts, if I don't believe in someone, if I don't trust them, if I don't trust their body, if I don't trust something about this, I've always said I shouldn't be there because to be held in trust is an immense gift that we can give another human. And that is the foundation of this somatic experiencing training. That even as a professional, you know, with lots of tools and techniques that I eventually will learn, I still don't know more about your body. I don't know what you're feeling inside. I can't replicate that. I might have a hint. I might get a clue. But your body is completely your own. And your nervous system is offering something to me as well when I'm in communication with you. So there's nothing to be fixed. It's not a hierarchy. It's not, um, again, like you're the healer and healers are supposed to fix people. That's something I've always really had red flags about over the years, um, you know, in this healing profession. No matter what kind of healer you are, your job is not to fix anyone. That is not what a healer does. A healer works on themselves and offers a safe space and a grounded presence so that other people have this container to do the same in. And really, if this training had not been worded in that way, if there had been that 
even insidious feeling of, oh, we're, we're better, you know, we're the practitioners, we're the ones trained in somatics, go out and fix the world, everybody, and they need you to do the work. If it had been any of that, I would not have done it. It would not have resonated with me at all. And again, same with birth. It is not the job of the midwife to fix anyone. It is not the job of the midwife to assure anybody of anything. Exactly the same with these sessions. Uh, when I get into doing them, and I am doing them with people um, as practice, and I'll talk more about that, but there often can feel like an expectation, maybe on your part as the one receiving, or maybe on my part as this practitioner, right? There's this expectation. Oh, I hope she realizes this, or I hope she can conquer this, or maybe this will open up, or maybe this trauma will be healed. And I think it's really transparent to admit that we have those thoughts when we're in that role. I certainly do. I have those thoughts and I have had them and I'm sure I will have them. And this training is giving me more skills to sit back, sit on my hands, just like I do at births, but even more skills than that, uh, more internal skills to sit back. Because our energy can convey more than our hands at times. Our energy can convey, hey, I do know better than you. Hey, what about this? Hey, I know the way. So receiving more guidance, practice and skills around really sitting back, not expecting anything, not needing anything, right? And that comes back to our egos, just like birth does. Uh, We don't need anyone to say, hey, I'm so glad you were at my birth. Same with this. Um, not needing anyone to say, hey, you're really good at this. Like, you know, thank you so much. Not that people can't express gratitude. Not that people can't share. Hey, that session, that somatic session, really, whatever, felt good. I really had this occur in my body. Great. I would love to hear about how it flows out for people, but not needing this like, and thanks to you, right? I couldn't have done it without you because neither is true in birth or with our nervous systems. Neither of those things is true. We, as the one, hold the key to our own well-being, our own trauma healing or birth healing or whatever it is. So I could not say enough about that because I don't think that's probably true of a lot of, again, um, you know, therapist organizations, um, especially ones providing certification, which this one does. Typically, there's an element of this savior complex. And I really, really admire somatic experiencing and Peter Levine, who I don't know in person, of course, um, but really feeling what must be his energy shaping this, uh, you know, very old at this point organization. I think he's done a really impressive job, I'm sure, of working on his own stuff to be able to create this worldwide global training opportunity for so many. And more on that, because I think it totally does fit my perception and beliefs around autonomy and sovereignty. He believes that anybody should have access to this information. He isn't gatekeeping it. You don't have to have a license. You don't have to be a psychotherapist or a psychologist, which again is a lot of advanced uh, trainings in this area. He decided at whatever point that this could and should be available to everybody because everybody has a nervous system 
And I really appreciated that about this training so far is that there also doesn't seem to be that fear factor. I don't know if you know what I mean based on maybe other trainings you've been in, even doulas. I think this is totally relatable to some doula trainings, not ours, but other doula trainings where there's fear put on it. Like you can't use this skill or you can't do this without X level of training or, you know, kind of making these practitioners or doulas feel as if they're going to hurt someone if they do it wrong. And there is caution. There definitely is caution as we're learning the nervous system and trauma. And I have been very honest and will continue to be very honest with people that want to come for a session with me or a practice session. I am not at the level of being able to handle complex trauma. That is a learned skill. So definitely, you know, there are ways to abuse this knowledge, I suppose. But again, the vibe of this training is so much of this is really innate. It is the way our bodies have communicated for eons. And Luis, one of my teachers, um, who also did the somatic experiencing training years ago, I believe, he this week shared something that I felt was so valuable when someone kind of asked a question like this. He said, somatics is just the fancy word for saying we're connected to our bodies. And I'm paraphrasing and I, and I could not be quoting him entirely correctly. But the point being that our ancestors, of course, as we know, were, were connected, right? Um, maybe there were rituals and dances and um, all kinds of ways, Tai Chi and Qigong and all of these things, hula dancing, right? Like so many cultures have movement as their ritual, maybe as their part of their spiritual belief system. So again, um, this is the 20, you know, 2024 version is taking a certification course in somatics. When this information is in our cells, it hasn't maybe been passed down generation to generation as we would have liked it to be because of trauma. Uh, So I think it is a remembering, but it isn't a remembering of something that should be inaccessible to anybody. This is all knowledge that we hold in our bodies. Again, it's just so much like birth. I can't believe it. I think birth is exactly the same. We can connect with our deeper wisdom. We can birth with no one. We can birth with knowing nothing. And yet in this day and age, There often is support, intuition, information, intellectual knowledge that will help a woman find that place within her. So that's how I see somatics. There's all these tools we're learning and, you know, different um, words for techniques and, and all of this stuff. But what it comes down to is having skills to reacquaint ourselves and our own bodies And let's say I'm assisting you with a session, um, guiding you through these tools or techniques so that you can remember. And that's really all it is, is that remembering. And again, um, just so beautiful how it echoes the entire belief system I have around birth. It's just like, it couldn't have been more perfect. So being led to this training has just been a gift from God, truly. I was overwhelmed by even thinking about it years ago, even when I knew nothing. For some reason, it had crossed my path. And I was like, oh, no, that's 
that's too much. That's overwhelming. And it wasn't the time. So this is the perfect time. And I am so excited to keep going and see what the different trainings bring up in me. And that's a whole other thing is really comparing the practitioner to the midwife in this other way that we are important, actually, if we're connected to another human, maybe as her birth attendant or maybe as this somatic experiencing friend or teacher or whatever you want to call therapist. Um, We are connected. So it would be silly to think that our own traumas, our own childhood wounds, our own internal states wouldn't matter. And that's why we teach what we do. And I think we can do even better at Indie Birth in our school and in our doula program and all of the things that I'm going to create in remembering that we are important in this way of if we haven't resolved or worked on our own stuff, we can't really sit with another. And that was so clear through this four-day training as I became increasingly overwhelmed. I felt this in my body. I was unable to kind of access this openness that is required when you sit with another person. But even that was such a great lesson because as a midwife, that has happened. It will happen. I think many midwives aren't even taught that's a thing. So they're totally overworked and overwhelmed and they're hearing people's birth stories and traumas and they're up at late at night and they're drinking coffee to survive and all of this. Their nervous systems are fucked. How does that midwife really sit and hold space in this way for a woman? I'd say it's almost not possible just the physiology of our being, the physiology of our nervous systems. It doesn't mean she's not a beautiful, caring person that wishes she could, but we have our own capacities as humans. And most midwives have maybe a family or, you know, other parts of their lives. So it's not as if birth is the only thing. It's not as if birth is the only thing creating stress. We all have multiple stressors in our lives. So again, the importance of, and I'm just going to say the practitioner or midwife really taking care of herself, which is sort of without totally knowing it, what I have been doing for the last eight months. And I feel so much more healed within myself, within my own nervous system. But yet I want so much more for myself. So someone asked me the other day if I was going to go back to attending births. Um, I had attended one last month, but that was just sort of off the cuff and beautiful. But the the long answer is um, no. I think right now I feel that I need more time. I feel that I need to increase my own resilience and capacity, which are two of my favorite S-E words. And I want to be in a really grounded open place um, to receive from others as well when I do return to attending women in that way. Because I did not realize what a toll it took on my whole entire body and my nervous system. And again, I'm sure many midwives don't. I think many students out there don't. And luckily, maybe, um, I will be offering so much. So 
you know, you don't have to go take this large training if that's not in the cards for you. If you're part of our community and you want to start learning this and being exposed to it and hopefully benefit from it, I will be your girl. It's just going to take some time and I'll have various stops along the way, I'm sure, where I'll want to practice and where I will really welcome some volunteers or offer low cost sessions as I get my skills. So IndieBirth.org um, forward slash somatics is going to be where you can sign up just with your email. And I'll email that list if and when I have some slots on the calendar that I really want to practice or what have you. And again, if it comes to that, um, this is really for people that are open to sharing their nervous system and allowing me to witness you in that way. And watch and learn from your body how your nervous system dances. And I really love that word in this context because that is what our bodies are doing internally. We're alive, right? So there's a dance going on in our nervous system. It might not be a happy dance right now for some people, um, but it might, you know, be one that eventually can find more joy. And I do think somatics and somatic experiencing is hands down the best tool slash method slash experience slash life changing thing that has come into my life for a long time. A couple more points that are a little bit um, repetitive, I suppose, but trusting the body to move in somatics again is like pregnancy and birth. But for both instances, a safe environment is required for the body to do that. So again, how amazing that if you're a midwife, that's your job. Your job isn't to make the birth. Your job is to be safe in yourself and offer that. And same in somatics, that if I am in a safe place, if I have the skills and techniques to offer a safe place, the dance will happen. And I don't need to orchestrate that because it's not my body. Um, we don't try to fix anybody, but we do provide safety. And somatics is based on this relationship. So one of the key points that I've been talking a lot about in midwifery is that midwifery should not, could not, will not for me be based on results. And somatics is exactly the same. It is based on a relationship. It is not based on an outcome. So, you know, maybe down the line, somebody comes and they're like, oh my gosh, I had this horrible birth. I had this horrible trauma. Like, can you help me? Can we fix this? And, you know, I'm not down that path yet. But right now, I think my answer would be, I can hold space in a loving way and we'll see what your body wants to do. There is no guarantee um, that any particular thing will happen, but let's see, let's explore that together and let's get to know each other because that also is going to help your body start to unravel. And again, gosh, is it brilliant or what? It's just exactly the same. Uh, lastly, and I'll just leave you with this, is one of the quotes that our instructor shared with us this other weekend um, when someone was asking about spirituality, which I really appreciated the question, because truthfully, at times this training is so, it's so in body that for those of us that have had, you know, out of body spiritual experiences, my brain was kind of curious, like, how does that fit? And the instructor responded really well. She just explained that she thinks, and I agree, 
that the body is the gateway to the soul. And I don't know if she made that up. I don't know who said that, but I'm giving her credit for now because I absolutely love that. Um, To get to the soul, to get to our spiritual selves, we do have to go through the body. We can't bypass it. And I think that's so insightful. And I don't know about you, but has explained a lot to me, Um, even as far as like past spiritual teachers I've had. Nobody now, but past spiritual teachers who were like, you know, really um, maybe unhappy or like sick in their bodies. And that's not a judgment. It's just we have to learn how to be in this vehicle. We have to learn how to take care of this pet that we're in. I firmly believe that. I firmly 500% believe that that's where we're often going awry in birth and in life and in midwifery and all of it. Um, We're not in ourselves. We're not in our bodies. And we can't get anywhere else unless we want to dissociate, which is, you know, a fun somatic experiencing and psychology concept, um, a psychological concept of kind of, you know, going somewhere else, which has its benefits, honestly, at times. It's not that dissociation is bad or evil. um, But, you know, so much of spirituality for some people could be seen as massive dissociation. So uh, in order to continue on my spiritual path, I think being in the body is where I want to be and where I know I have a lot of work to do. (sighs) Take a moment. Take a moment and just feel that in yourself. Uh, Feel that wisdom. See if it resonates with you. Feel into that place in yourself where you know that. You know that to access your soul, your soul's calling. There's an acceptance of being here now and feeling whatever you feel. Feeling really is the gateway to so much in this life. And of course, is the exact opposite of what we're taught. We are taught to not feel, not connect you know, whatever it is. Leaving you with that sense of self and whatever you're feeling now, whatever that is for you in this moment, whatever is coming up, maybe your body needs to go do something like get off the computer or phone. (laughs) I'm going to offer you that chance right now. And thank you so much. Thanks for witnessing this journey. Thanks for being part of it. Uh, Join the IndieBirth.org slash somatics list. If you just want to stay attuned to any specifically somatic projects I'm offering on the IndieBirth list, you'll probably hear about it anyway, but I'm not quite sure how this will take form. So if you are interested in um, learning more from me, like I said, maybe having access to some free or low cost sessions that I do, then sign up there. And otherwise, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Mm-hmm.